Welcome to In The Office Cast with John Kent and Adam Scorey, a podcast about business culture, technology and solving the challenges and misconceptions surrounding hybrid and remote working. Hi, welcome to our very first vlog. Um, John Kent, founder of In The Office. My name is Adam Scorey and I work for John and uh, is chief storyteller. Um, bit of a jack of all trades. Not sure if I'm master of any, but uh, um, thanks very much, John, for taking part in this um, this little chat. Um, when we sat down, we decided that we wanted to um, tell a little bit of the background story. So we thought, what better way to do it than to create a little video? So John thankfully agreed, came out of his developing uh, uh, hole, if you like. And uh, so, yeah, we thought we'd give you a little bit of insight into um, what goes on and how in the office started so i guess with with uh, no further ado john yeah so first of all it's probably a good place to start what is in the office so yeah in, well in the office is an online app that helps teams to manage and navigate this world of hybrid working so crucially it's um it's a way that team members can indicate to each other when they're planning to work in the office, when they're planning to work from home. And with that sort of coordination, be able to be more productive and make sure that, you know, you avoid the stereotypical, I've commuted into the office, I turn up and no one's there. And so I stop wanting to do it um, going forwards. So that, that's the main, the main thing that in the office does. Yeah. And it, it's kind of split up into multiple functionalities isn't it so that it's designed to solve not just one problem it's not just a like a team's chat tell us a little no. bit about some of the other elements that will be in it so, oh, yeah, so space booking and all that kind of stuff sure yeah so i mean it started off just being a that sort of where, where are you planning to work during the day but obviously that as a sort of first step is great but then if you do go into the office you need to be, make sure you've got a desk so it's got the facility to book a desk um, we call them spaces but um and actually with the spaces it can be anything that's a resource that's limited within the company so it could be you're booking a desk um you're booking a meeting room you're even booking your dog in um you know if you've got a maximum number of dog baskets in the office um and anything like that any resource that you need to book we've we've got that facility within the platform yeah. um you can also do things like set yourself to be off-site so if you're seeing a client you can then um say that you're you're off-site so people know that you're not working from home and not in the office so if they're trying to contact you then and you're not responding they know why um and also things like visitor management so making sure that you know exactly who's in in the office at any one time because of course one of the biggest issues with hybrid working at the moment is you don't have um, a consistent uh, number of people in the office. So whereas, you know, before the COVID, COVID all happened, um, you know pretty much if people weren't in the office, then they're off sick. So if there was a fire or something, it would be pretty easy to make sure that everyone had left the building. Now, of course, everyone's moving around a lot more. So um, making sure that that's something that's managed by office managers is really vitally important. 
Now you mentioned office managers there. That's quite an important thing to, who is this tool for? Because it, is it for everybody? Is it specific types of, of person? Can you share, shed a bit of light on that? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, ultimately the tools for the ultimate sort of staff member, it's a tool that's meant to be for, you know, well, when we use it, it means that I know which days you're working from home, which days, you know, we're meeting up in the office. Um, that's who it's for, but it's um, usually um, needed by people like office managers who are trying to make sure that they've got enough um, enough desks available. They've got, uh, you know, the catering staff, if you're lucky enough to have catering, um, know the number of people that are coming in so they don't overbuy or underbuy food. Um, so it's very much the people that this is interesting to are, you know, the office managers, facilities managers, HR as well, um, and uh, team leaders. So obviously if you're running a team, you need to know where your team are so that you can coordinate on the days where you need to work together and collaborate. And also you can make sure that people, you know, you know what people are doing the rest of the week. Thanks, John. Um, now, obviously quite um it's quite a big deal to set up a business leave a job well-paid job and then go right i'm going to do this myself so what what was the, the sort of the problem or the challenge that you say i need to solve this <laughs> so it's a good good question um so it was during the during the first lockdown um i was going around to a, a friend's house actually and uh started to think about what the world would be like after the pandemic and um it was very clear to me quite early on that, you know, we've all been working from home for however many months it was. It seems like it was uh, a very long time, um, you know, going out for your one hour's worth of exercise every day. And I was just thinking, well, you know, everything hasn't, the world hasn't imploded. So the likelihood is that people are going to carry on working from home. And I know with my teams, we were allowed to work from home one day a week, um, but with everything that was going on and changing uh, requirements with the job and with the team and things like that, that one day working from home wouldn't always align. And the worst thing, the worst experience we had was, you know, you're trying to have a meeting with people where you can exchange ideas and doing that virtually just for me, isn't the same as being in person. I prefer to do it in person. If you've got a designer who's on a zoom call, then, you know, it, it's harder for them to interject and for you to come up with solutions together. Um, and I just thought this is a problem that's going to, you know, if people are working from home more, this is just going to get worse and worse. Yeah. And the only solutions out there were really the desk booking systems, which, um, you know, for the company at the time, we had enough desks. So would anyone actually use a desk booking system? Probably not, because it's just another thing you've got to do. Yeah. So that that's where I went. This is going to be a problem thought. It's probably not a, a complicated problem to solve. You know, it's just a, a commute. How do you easily communicate it to everyone? And that's where, where it sort of started from. Yeah, I mean, the business I came from before was a very culturally quite a forward-thinking one. But again, we, we suffered with the same challenge of we had to pick a day that we were all in and then sort of stick to that as a principle because we agreed, yeah, of course, it, the whole point of coming to the office is to collaborate and be together and have that energy that, that comes, you know, when you're on the telephone, everyone's giving you that boost. But it was yeah. kind of the, the tail wagging the dog a little bit um, sometimes because it was it didn't ever feel forced because the team really great. But it was certainly being able to instead have the flexibility to go, well, we want to make sure they're all in, but how do we coordinate that in a way that feels 
kind of intuitive. So yeah, I think in the office yeah. where I work would have been really handy. Well, I, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's you're you're absolutely right. So my my guide day was usually a Friday that I work from home, yeah. and the reason that I needed to work from home was um, in my role as a product manager, you're constantly being dragged in every single direction, and there was no opportunity for me to actually sit down and do some deep work because I'd always be disturbed. So I, I that's the reason that I wanted to work from home one day a week, but then very quickly, you know, the Friday you'd end up having a meeting then or you know a client was coming in or whatever so and then that week you wouldn't have a working from home day so then it was really affecting my work so you try to maneuver it a bit and it's it's as soon as you have that added flexibility that kind of opens a can of worms if it's not well managed yeah, yeah. Um, and that's really what what i was after trying to solve so you've you sat down had a good think and thought you know what i can do a better job of this with that mission in mind where yeah. did you start what was the starting point um, so, well, I've, I've been, as I mentioned, I've been a product manager for um, quite a bit, a lot of my career. Um, and the key thing for that is to try to solve the ultimate problem that you're you're after. Um, and so I had to look around at the other solutions that were available, which were, you know, typically hot desking applications, desk booking applications, even Excel spreadsheets, things like that. And Salesperson, you know, yeah, well, and yeah, and, and you know, a lot of people did actually revert to that as their solution, um, but that comes with all sorts of other issues, um, you know, like data fidelity and things like that. You know, it's very easy for someone to accidentally change a field on an Excel spreadsheet, and then you can't, you can't necessarily report on it or do anything good with that information, which then enhances your um, what you're trying to get out of it, yeah. um, and. And things like the the desk booking systems um, were all very much, um, they all seemed very inflexible to me. Right. Um, so in my career, all I've wanted to do is build something which is very useful for people, um, is very easy to use. Um, and actually with the typical software that you can get, it tends to be you know, really long contracts that you have to sign up for. Um, it takes ages to onboard people. You know, they're typically um, some of the SaaS platforms that are out there take about six months to onboard, which to me doesn't seem right. Um, I feel like that's sort of if you if it takes that long, you can't really call yourself a software as a service. Um, but um, you know, they're and, and, yeah, exactly. And you know, and it, it was just it was a bit difficult to um, to use. And I thought, well, as, things are going to be changing so quickly, so. I need to, if I'm going to build something, it has to be something that from the ground up is really simple to use, yeah, that yeah. users can basically get value from it like day one. So if they decide they're gonna use it, they can sign up, start using it the same day, see value from it. And you know, if the product's good enough, then you don't really need to lock people in for long contracts. So um, I started with this idea that it was, it was going to, at the foundation, be easy to use. Um, genuinely easy to use <laughs> so not require training um really quick to set up and have no um fixed billing cycles or or, or contracts yeah. um and then from that it just needs to be a very simple screen of at a glance i should be able to see where everyone is working so i can then make a decision about what i'm where i'm going to work each day so that's what 18 months ago two years ago now that in the office has been running um growing uh, with success over that period of time 
uh, obviously as now as an entrepreneur and as a business owner um it's it's quite different running your own business to being you know within the employee of somebody else so what have been for you the the greatest challenges so far that you found as a as a business owner entrepreneur and now employer as well um so i think the the biggest challenge that i've had is probably more with the with the software and getting people to understand and trust what we're doing um you know there's what i what i typically saw during the pandemic because obviously we i started building it during the first lockdown released it you know maybe i think during the second or third one um and of course at that point everyone was still in lockdown so it, the the need wasn't quite there um but the mindset of the people buying it does tend to be slightly more um i guess antiquated is the possibly not nice way of putting it um but people are people know the way that you usually procure software yeah. and it tends to be that they're going well we want we're expecting a a long onboarding process we're expecting to be locked into a long contract um if you give us too much too much flexibility then are we going to mess it up so you know the the initial clients that we got on there did tend to be a lot of well how do i how do i do this how do i delete someone on the platform for example and you know i can show them in three clicks and they're like but that it can't be that easy there must be something else well you know what's happening with their data and all of that sort of stuff so it's really, it was really hard <laughs> yeah it, it's sort of um trying to show people that it, it the way that i've built it was trying to make it as simple as possible mm -hmm. really does mean that actually um you know it's it's still a worthwhile system to have um and yeah, that that was that was the core issue um, with the platform. Um, obviously, you know, as the company's grown, we're lucky that because it's so simple, we don't have lots of support requests. So there's not a lot of um, my time that's taken from that. But it's then just trying to make sure that what we're building is actually going to solve the the problems that people are having, you know, next week and the month after that and the month after that, rather than let's just build a system that is the same as all of the desk booking systems that that's out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's important not to be an also run, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. And we, we've done that quite a lot with um, with some of the features. So um, the you know uh, interactive floor plan is one of the typical things that you see on desk booking apps. And so many initial clients that I, I spoke to were like, "Well, you don't have a desk, uh, an interactive floor plan." I said, "Well, actually, is that something that you really need? You know, you, you've got an office of 20 people, you can see the desks. Do you really need to have an interactive floor plan or is it more which days, you know, you're in on Tuesday, so I'll go in. We've got our desk. We don't need to use a hot desking app or anything like that. Yeah. We just can sit down. Um, but then as the bigger clients have come on, we came up with our own version of the interactive floor plan where rather than seeing, you know, individual desks, you saw, you'd see groups of desks and where people are sat. So you can go, I know you're in the office today, Adam, and I need to sit next to you so I can see which one you've booked. There's a seat next to you, I'll book that one. Doesn't yeah. matter where in the office it is, but I know that I'm going to be yeah. near you because that's- It doesn't matter, does it, that, yeah. It's that collaboration yeah. Yeah. that's on a sit next to the person that can either add value or enjoy working with, or is actually, I'm, I wouldn't need to do some deep work so long as somebody's gonna be quiet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And actually having, you know, being able to um, classify that in within the system as well, so you can just group, 
you can set up like neighborhoods or, or groups of desks. Um, we call them areas and you can have areas within areas. Yeah. So we've got some clients where they've gone, this is the quiet area with, you know, 10 desks. So if you book that people know, I'm, I know that Adam sat in the quiet area, so I'm not going to bother him. He obviously yeah, yeah. has a lot of work to do. Yeah. Always yeah, yeah. <laughs> just introverted as a character and doesn't want to be <laughs> a sign on their back saying, don't bother me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so obviously when you start a business, it's, um, you know, it's, you look at individual problems and you tick those off along the way, which you seem to have done over the last 18 months or so. Certainly when I joined, there was a lot of smaller challenges that are built into one bigger platform and obviously it's, it's still growing, but mm. tell us a little bit about how you stick to that. Because obviously when you start to get customers on, it's very easy to be pulled down a channel that you think, well, that's going to take us off from what our kind of core principles were. So how, how do you manage to kind of keep that, that vision of helping people and solving these problems, keeping it simple in, in your mind? How do you keep that top of mind? Um, I think the, the main thing with everything that we're trying to do is to focus on the individual user rather than the office, for example. So. A typical desk booking app will focus on office use. It's a tool to manage what's happening in the office. Um, visitor management, for example, as well, is something to manage the visitors and the um, comings and goings of people in the office. Um, what I've tried to focus on is what's happening with the people. Yeah. So rather than going, right, we'll do desk booking, it's uh, what's happening the, the stage before that. It's not just what happens in the office. It's, if you're working from home, can you signal to other people that actually you're busy? Um, you know, so you don't get lots of uh, Slack messages or Teams messages. Um, and it's with that in mind that we, well, that I, I've been prioritizing the different features that we've built. Um, and also actually it's, you know, we can get a request for a new feature. So visitor management, for example, was a request for a feature. Um, and I looked at it and thought, oh, is that, that's possibly too office focused. And then I was like, actually, no, it is useful as well, because you know, if I've got people turning up for a meeting, um, I don't want to then be disturbed that someone's in reception and you know, the receptionist doesn't know what to do with them or, or all of those sorts of things. So I was thinking, actually, no, it does. It helps you get through your day better and helps you plan better. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's the way that we've sort of been prioritizing it, that if it's going to help people do more in and be more efficient then that's something worthwhile looking at yeah. but then also second to that was you know i mentioned the sort of core foundations of it being really simple yeah. it's there are so many systems out there you know there are individual products that are widely successful that just focus on one of these things you know that just focus on the desk booking or just focus on visitor management um or just focus on you know access control and whether or not uh, if there's a fire you know can you pull a report of who's in the office at the one point and the problem is that they're all very complicated and very disparate so how can you bring that together in a way that everyone can use and actually provides the value that you need and almost provides just enough value to be worthwhile rather than all bells and whistles um, so, you know, the main ethos is how can we do that and keep it as simple as humanly possible. Yeah. You spoke a little bit about there about the kind of hinted at the evolution over time. So um, what in your mind is the next steps for evolving in the office as a 
as a, a HR management tool through to a office management tool through to a health and safety. You know, it, it covers so many things. But what, what not kind of, I guess, would you be prepared to say what's next? But, but you know, <laughs> where, where is where is in the office going? Well, I think the, as I said, the main thing we want to be is a tool that helps people get more done during the day um, or, or at least coordinates things better. Um, so, you know, there are in the world and well, the, the sort of, uh, the sort of workplace environment and, um, everything that happens with, with a workplace, there's so much that we could do, you know, you could, you could start going down the, the route of sort of asset management and things like that to make sure that people have the right things at the right times. Um, I think for us, the main thing is to focus on uh making sure that people are being able to are, are given the right tools to work in the best way possible yep. so whether that's making sure that they have access to offices or meeting rooms as they need or even you know what happens at home um are they if they've got a home setup which is suited for um working from home brilliant if it's not do what what tools are needed in order to make yep. that better um but also, you know, there is, you know, I was speaking to a client the other day where they've spent, they spend loads of money on an HR system, but the only thing they really use it for is holiday tracking and they don't actually use it for that. So at the end of the year, they basically, the manager sends around the message saying, how many days holiday did you take this year? Right. And, you know, and, and that, especially in European countries and stuff where you've got yep. more, uh, you've got stricter working time directive rules, um, you know, that's not, that's not good. And we know from you know the huge explosion in mental health awareness and how that's affecting us after the pandemic that actually working all hours of the day is not good. So how can we make sure that um, people are actually working the right amount of times, uh, sorry, the right amount of time, taking the right breaks, all of that sort of stuff. And I think it's not about tracking what people are doing, it's just, um, presenting the information so that people can make informed decisions is the main thing making decisions with data that's an important part yeah. of the software anyways the it's got a, a powerful analytics tool behind that you can and it's exportable data as well so you can see favorite yeah. plays and, and things like that as well so so that that's what people need to know isn't it if they're planning changing an office building it up shrinking it down turning into yeah, a yeah. desk or, a, or what is it hotel desking i think they is a phrase that yeah. I've, I've heard since joining um yeah so you've given kind of a direction and, and said how you, you kind of uh, it's grown through um conversations we've had and and um, with clients and things but what about taking that a bigger step further what do you have plans for that to kind of whether you, it's a pivot or whether it's expanding on just more features what, what are your thoughts about the future in an ito um so really we're, what we're looking for in the future is to expand in, in two different ways. So obviously, um, the more people using it, the the, the better. Um, and we've found that, especially last year, a lot of our clients that were trialing it in one office have now expanded. Um, some of them globally, um, because it's you know it is providing that sort of value. So that's obviously really good for us for the sort of growth side. But we also do want to. There are loads of other opportunities in terms of features. Um, that we can provide, um, whether that is things like, you know, training, um, more information about individuals, 
So to, some ways that we can help teams to actually men, um, meld together better um, and then be better performers. You know, the the hardest thing about all of this is that it's with the pandemic and with now the, the huge arguments around whether or not hybrid working is going to stay, you know, what policy, what hybrid policies are you putting in place, um, mandates, all of those sorts of things, is that it's treating everyone as if they're the same. Yeah. And as we know, everyone's different. All companies are different. So the main thing is making sure that we can provide enough information so that each company and each team, and actually even down to, you know, individual people can make the best decisions that work best for them and their company um, so that then the companies can be more successful. Yeah, that's the the worst thing you can possibly do is treat everyone as if they're completely identical because we're all, yeah. all different. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, the key to that is flexibility, isn't it? And trust, actually, yeah. is yeah. assuming that, that, you know, in the software that we're creating is enabling people to extend that flexibility and trust within and allowing people to make their own decisions as well and trusting people then to make those decisions you know rather yeah. than having a set sequence of days i mean pretty brave of a company to have a culture that allows that but then it, i guess you could say um allow it saying to you know in, in businesses well you, there's no preset holiday you take the holiday when you need it initially yeah. people took less holiday than they would have done if they had a preset amount of holiday so i guess just these kind of things rolling out into businesses and and understanding the individual which makes it harder for the individual team manager then yeah. to kind of manage each person individually they need a book so a piece of software to pull all that together to a kind of ah and then you get yeah. analysis and favorite days and all those kind of things you can start to really understand your workforce and your team and how they work better and understand yeah. what activity looks like in your own business too well yeah and i think the the thing that that companies and people are sort of shying away from at the moment is that this is hard this isn't a you know everyone's looking for that 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 magic pill that you can just go oh that's the decision everything's going to be great now it's it is very much more like you know so the workplace is more like an economy where if you pull one lever that's going to affect something else yeah. so how do you try to get through the the economy without a boom and bust how can you make sure that we're just gradually moving forwards in a successful way um, and that takes work and takes experiments and takes trust, um, you know, takes psychological safety as well. That if you do fail as a team, you learn from it and move on. Um, and, you know, it's trying to make sure that if you are going, if there's an opportunity to fail, that you're not going to necessarily fail so big that you can't recover. Fail um, forwards. Yes, exactly. So it's, and, and the, the only way that you get all of that stuff is if, you are open and honest about what's actually happening, what opportunities you have, what choices you're making. Um, you know, the, there was um, the law that was passed in the UK last year about, um, you know, the highlight of it was that you can request flexible working from day one. Great idea. It shouldn't have to be a law. It should really just be something that was around already. But is that actually going to make a difference? Because, you know, if you get to day one of your employment and you haven't said anything about flexible working, that's not going to set up a good relationship yeah, and yeah. you know the whole world of work is about relationships and working together to build stuff and to do stuff so you have to focus on the people you know that's why you have to be people first in everything you do
John, thank you so much. I know you're a busy chap. Um, uh, we've, uh, you know, running a company is uh, is a, a big ask, and particularly when you're doing seven different hats at once. So appreciate the time, <laughs> and uh, yeah. thank you very much. Very insightful. Thanks, Adam. Cheers. John and I really hope that you enjoyed and really got something meaningful from our latest episode of the podcast. If you'd like to comment or reach out to us um, and share your thoughts and ideas, we'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you would like to be a guest and we'd interview on our podcast, we'd love to have you on to talk about all the challenges that coming back into the office, the cultural elements um, as IT, HR professionals, office managers, and of course, leaders as well. Please also do like and subscribe and then it guarantees you get our latest podcast in your inbox. Thanks again for listening.